Hello, ladies and gentlemen, how the hell are you? I hope the Thanksgiving break did you some good. You got to eat some turkey, talk with your family, maybe meet with your racist uncle, or your very liberal aunt. I don't know. And honestly, I hope you had a great time. But today's episode is brought to you by Armor Pest Control. Armor Pest Control is giving you the opportunity to go and try something new and learn sales tactics from some of the best. Nate Gregerson. He is the man you want to talk to. If you want to go to a brand new city this summer and sell pest control, he's the man to talk to. I highly recommend it. He has been harping about it ever since I've met him, and he says it's a great career path. So if you want to learn more about Armor Pest Control and what they offer, hit him up and give them all the questions you want. We're also brought to you by Aimvo CBD. If you're looking for anything to help muscle soreness, relieve muscle aches and pains, help anxiety, and science-backed CBD is one of those products. And I highly recommend anybody that is thinking about it to at least give it a try. Aimvo CBD is a membership company, but you don't have to be a member to buy the CBD. If anybody is allowed to harp on cbd it's me and because uh, i had a very bad anxiety and a couple taking a couple a couple droplets underneath my tongue it didn't relieve it completely but it helped it enough to where i saw that the product does work we're also brought to you by so actually no so we're all so Ambo cbd hit up nate gregerson he's also the man behind that and you can also hit up luke albertson because he's also a salesman for cbd just let him know that osni sent you and the daily time ticket family we're also brought to you by hung hats hung hats finally a hat for your penis and if you want a hat for your penis hit up hunghats.com you can follow him on instagram and on twitter i've always wanted to have a hat on my penis and guess what now i can if you want to impress that lady you've wanted to impress for a very long time no better way than to put a little a little motherfucking hat on your little member so without further ado today's episode jill chasson she she is quite a character i met her through a mutual friend my cousin my prima Saida Teriques, and she, i didn't know jill very well i actually didn't know her at all and that's the beauty of the podcast i get to meet such interesting people jill actually moved up here from new orleans new orleans and she she came up here to isu she fell in love with the campus she fell in love with bingo i don't want to get too far into what into into her story of getting here because we get into it in the podcast but She's going into becoming an athletic trainer and a coach. And we just talked about athletics, how athletics help you out in life. And it was something that I hold very near and dear to my heart because I, I, you know, I grew up an athlete. I love doing it. I love sport. I think sport is one of the greatest things that we can offer young children. And I, th- and I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, give, give a big welcome to Jill Chesson. what now chasson chasson yeah all right what uh are you part french are you french canadian the name is, what are yeah. you is it i think i'm a scottish i don't some white european you know? chasson sounds like a type of cheese <laughs> doesn't it <laughs> all right let's tell the people where you're from jill jillian chasson today joins me on the podcast and uh jill we know each other through a mutual friend yes my cousin Saida, previously yes. on the podcast. Yes. She is your friend, and uh, we were introduced, and I was like, Jill seems hella fun. Let's get her on the podcast. You were very 
reluctant to do it though. You, you yeah. kind of standoffish about it for some reason. Everybody's always so standoffish about coming on the podcast. I don't they know don't why. Say the wrong thing. Yeah, I've said a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things where I go, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but hey, if once once one in Rome, am I right? right? One in Rome. All right, Jillian, let's tell the people where you're about, where you're from, what you do currently. All right. Okay. First, to start off where you started out, life. Well, I was, I was born in Alabama, and then uh, my mom moved to Louisiana when I was two. So from two to 18, lived there. And um, then for college, I decided to come to Idaho State. So I lived in Pocatello for the past three years. And then the whole corona thing, I have an aunt that lives in Idaho Falls, so I live with her. Oh. And so, yeah, now I'm currently in Idaho Falls. Wait, but how did you get to Idaho Falls, or ISU? How did you hear about ISU so, all the way down from Nylons? Yeah, that's far, huh? As far as Nylons. So, me and my mom come visit my aunt every Thanksgiving. We always have Thanksgiving at her house, wherever she lives at the time. And she just happened to live in Idaho. Uh, my senior year, and we were like, we're not really doing anything. Let's go down to Pocatello and visit ISU and go check it out, you know. And I had a really good tour guide, Logan. He was the president at the time, and he just made it feel so great, so awesome. Everything that ISU had to offer just seemed wonderful. And What was it? What was the main thing that drew you in? Um, all the activities. He got me with the bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever bingo? been to bingo night? I've never been to bingo. <laughs> People so take fun. bingo very seriously, seriously at ISU, Literally, though. bingo is outside the door at ISU. I know. There's People like, get really into it. People go <laughs> to bingo more than the football games. <laughs> <laughs> if that doesn't tell you what ISU's like, I don't know what else will. Yeah, but also, um, so in Louisiana, all-girl Catholic schools are a normal thing. And so out of like the hundred and I think like 18 girls, only two of us went away to college. And I was like, this Damn. is such a good time to, you know, go experience something new, like so exciting, meet all these different people. And college is a really good time to do that. And I was lucky enough to have an aunt here. And then also I was able to get my out of state waived. So that was also a major. Did? Yeah. That How'd you do manage that one? You just sign a form, man. You just sign a form. <laughs> so it's nothing. You don't have to know some higher ups or anything. Yeah, yeah. Damn so it. So if if you really want to go somewhere, but you're kind of hesitant because you don't know anybody, like you don't know anything, I say go make it work if you want it to work. Try do to you, find out. Did you hear that news story about the at USC? Mm-mm. No. This lady or this family paid like oh, half Lori, a million dollars. Yeah, Lori Loffman, she's a housewife. Yeah, yeah, Isn't that crazy mm-hmm. for USC. Mm-hmm. Half a further like their daughters must be stupid. I think they like do YouTube tutorials now. Really? I think so. Oh my god! No way. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna watch that. <laughs> like makeup tutorials. Yeah. The I world think. of YouTube makeup tutorials is so big. Those mm-hmm. guys have. Fucking James Charles. Yeah, really. Holy shit. Who needs college? Who who needs college? Exactly. Man, and that guy, his his money is coming in from, like, teenage girls. Mm -hmm. That is his main source of income. Yeah, eight-year-olds. Yeah. Do you have a James Charles palette? No. 
You don't do I'm not. Makeup? I'm not into that. Into makeup? Yeah. Isn't that, I thought like all girls were into makeup. Did <laughs> 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 I just say something not right? Not right with you? Not cool with that. Not cool with that statement. I, I don't care. You don't want to offend me. But no, I don't offend you. Don't don't generalize. Don't generalize. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> don't generalize. You know, James Charles. He's a dude. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. No one would have saw that. I've seen that. I've played this joke on a lot of my friends. Like, there's there's pictures of James Charles with wigs, uh-huh. and it looks like he looks like a girl. Mm-hmm. He looks exactly like a girl. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know that was James Charles, you you were thinking that's yeah. that's a chick. Have you ever watched RuPaul, or know who RuPaul is? The drag guy. Uh huh. Drag? No, mm-hmm. I've never seen that. Oh my gosh, I love him. He's sixty. You know. RuPaul is sixty years yes. old. Yes. Black don't crack. No, it don't. <laughs> it really don't. He, he looks good for his yeah, age. Yeah, I know. It's probably that makeup. Yeah. It's probably keeping him young. <laughs> He's probably not, like, they cake on. Those yeah. Those drag queens cake on hella makeup. Yeah. They, like, fucking glue their eyebrows yeah, down. Yeah, and then get rid of it and then paint it back on. And then they stuff their their leggings and their padding and walk in high heels. And they do so much more than I could do. The lips are huge. Yeah. Lips are gigantic. Yeah. Fucking, I couldn't do that. I can barely, like, get ready in a tuxedo, you know, in a suit. And I, I even then, I'm just like, oh, man. Wearing gel in my hair kind of annoys me at sometimes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not good at getting ready. I used to be, mm. like in high school, I used to care. I used to care what people thought. Yeah. And then shit just kind of goes downhill yeah. pretty quick, doesn't really it? Really quick, really, really quick. <laughs> I'm sad that I know how drag queens get ready. <laughs> how do you know if you never watched it? Because you of YouTube. Oh. <laughs> I, just, I watch the YouTube videos and it's... You're you're just randomly browsing YouTube videos and then out of nowhere you just see it's not not YouTube those the reels the Instagram reels mm, mm. I guess it's just a rip off of TikTok but yeah. those you watch five seconds of a dude getting ready and you go hmm let's see I kind of want to see what the, the whole outcome. outfit looks mm-hmm. like now so you start you start watching the glue stick and then he puts his eyeliner on mm-hmm. the ones I like too are the ones that they put like blotches on their face uh-huh. and then they slap the camera and then it comes back out and <laughs> then you see person. it's a brand new person yeah. you it's you go whoa mm-hmm. holy shit that's like five hours of work it's not so much work i've oh. gone on instagram and i've clicked a page and it happened to be a a person in drag but you would think it's just a regular woman yeah it, it's it's indiscernible <laughs> you can't tell the difference i mean that's the point so good job that's true. Good, good, good on them. <laughs> well done. I mean, that's, that was the point of the entire thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of kind of a weird time for that. Just, I don't. Would you say gender of people? Is that um, that? Is it sexuality? Well, yeah, I would. Yeah, gender. That fluid gender. I don't know. I don't know what the correct term is. Yeah. I don't want to be politically incorrect, but it's uh. It's a lot kind more. of strange. Yeah. It's a, it's a strange time for them because the T's, LGBT, the T's. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Everybody's, they're little, would you, like, because, like, I'm not saying I wouldn't date a transgender woman. Mm-hmm. Wait, so it was a man and it became a woman. Because mm-hmm. I've seen some of those sex changes and you go, mm-hmm. that's, 
you can't tell the difference unless somebody told you. Because mm-hmm. they get fucking hormone shots in them. Mm-hmm. So they get... They have everything that's a woman. Literally, yeah, I a think, woman. right? It's, yeah. it's a, it's, it's, it's just in some cases fake. Like your body didn't naturally make it. But other than that, it's kind of, it's got off on a weird tangent. <laughs> <laughs> it's <a> Louisiana. <laughs> I was living down in Louisiana. Oh the my bayou. gosh! Is that, is, so do you miss it? Fun. Do you miss being down there? I All go the jazz? home next week. You do? Next week, yeah. You excited? So excited! Is it a long flight? Um, so from here you have to fly to Salt Lake, and then Salt Lake they don't have direct flights to the um, MSY airport, so you have to go through Atlanta. But Atlanta's a pretty big airport, so I don't mind that much. How long are you gonna be home for? A month, the whole month. Ooh, mm-hmm. then you come back mm-hmm. to the freezing cold. Yeah, oh there's gonna no! Be snow on the ground. Do you hate it? Do you is that? I think that would be one of the major changes from anybody being from the south, a southern yeah. climate, more humid, a little bit, you know, warmer. Mm-hmm. Coming up here into the fucking cold. Oh, gotta wear boots all the time. Yeah, my first year, I didn't really mind it that much because I didn't really drive a lot. But now that I have to drive. <laughs> I absolutely hate driving in the snow. I hate it so much. And I have, I got a four-wheel drive car for that reason, so that I could do better, but. Had you never driven in snow before? No, no, it does. I remember my sophomore year of high school, it snowed once, it hailed, it didn't snow, it hailed. And we didn't have school for an entire week. (laughs) Cause like we don't have salt, we don't have. Oh yeah, the area's just not ready for it. Yeah, literally the government was not ready. (laughs) Shut it down! Shut everything down! Literally, literally, (laughs) like all all of the cars they had hail damage on it, but there wasn't really insurance for hail hail damage damage in Louisiana. So it was a crazy time. (laughs) Everyone's losing their minds. Literally, they were. They were, and it, it's hailed for like twenty minutes, and that that was it. Yeah, that was all that happened. And we had a week off of school. Damn. Yeah. Were you here during snow snowmageddon? No, but snow I heard, that was my senior year, so I heard. Yeah, this I place got fucking railed the year before I came. So I'm glad I didn't. That wasn't my first winter. Oh yeah, you would have had a rude awakening to what's winters can be like because yeah. it's usually it's usually not that bad like we have it's pretty shitty winters winters mm-hmm. suck but that year even pocatello was like fuck <laughs> what pocatello do we do there's so, so much snow windy it is pretty windy so twin windy. falls is windy yeah just that entire area of idaho <laughs> like i don't like that side of the state. Really? I'm just I I am a I'm a bit racist towards that side of the state. That's the just that's smells the side like that's popping. Smells like cheese. Anything anything past Jerome. Like Mountain okay. Home's cool. Like Boise oh. Mountain Home. That's a different thing. Oh. But like between Mountain Home and us uh-huh. here, just that entire place can just go fuck itself. It's I don't like flat. it. It's, it's just flat. There's, there's nothing, nothing there. Much. There's nothing yeah. there. It's just gross. Just cheese plants everywhere. There's a that what's that yogurt place? Uh, Chobani. Chobani. Chobani's yeah. there. Yeah, mm-hmm. Twin Falls things are all high and mighty because they got Chobani. <laughs> got Simplot over here. All right, Simplot and Water Farms. We don't need Chobani. We don't need the man in our in our in our lives over here. Anyways, 
<laughs> J- Jillian. Yes. Jillian, <laughs> I wanted to bring you on because I wanted to talk about not also what you're doing now to currently make money, but what mm-hmm. you're going to do in the future. Because it's actually really cool. That's something I've always, that's always been a part of my life is athletics. Athletics and having coaches in my life. Mm-hmm. I've always had really cool coaches. So I think you, if you could explain what you're going into okay. and why you went into it. Okay. Okay, so I'm going into physical education. They just recently changed that to human performance and sports science study because if somebody got a degree in physical education compared to human performance, what looks better? And so... Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, so they changed it from physical education to uh, HPSS. I will abbreviate it. And my emphasis is in exercise science and I'm minoring in coaching and sign language. And I my expertise is volleyball. I have been in swim for like a little bit, but I, I'm, I don't feel confident to coach a whole team by myself in swim. Mm. But I love volleyball. I've been playing since I was six. So I played until I was 18. Uh, I did high school and club ball. And so year-round volleyball for like, 12 years or how many years that is your knees all fucked up yeah they are <laughs> they are they you guys throw yourselves on hardwood floors mm-hmm. yeah why <laughs> <laughs> just get some mats down there it'd be yeah. so much nicer <laughs> i mean the well you want to get to the ball before it falls on the floor but yeah you want to go all out until that's your last resort Till so. the ball hits ground. Yeah. That ball had better not hit the ground mm-hmm. ever. Ever. Unless it's out. You ever I only know one position in in volleyball. What? Libero. Oh. Many people don't know that. They say, What's the what's the player with the, the one different that wears jersey? The different jersey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know how I know this? What? I watched the anime volleyball. Volleyball oh. anime. Yeah. Hi, haiku, 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 haiku. Uh-huh. I don't know how to say it, but got me into fucking volleyball. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I started watching like real volleyball. Mm-hmm. It is intense. Men's Those volleyball, guys go hard. Men's volleyball is so insane. It's, it's so fast. So insane. It's so fast. They're all so strong. Yes. Like, bah, 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 bah. yes. And the way they're, not only their hand, but literally their whole arm is over the net when they jump when they go to block mm-hmm. it's not like in high school you'll have like your hand maybe up to your wrist or a little bit of your forearm but oh my gosh the men's literally their elbow will be above the net it's insane yeah i it takes some real it, that's just with any sport though and if you get a if an athlete just a a, a well-rounded athlete mm-hmm. and it does and they do a sport that's not very commonly done because mm-hmm. like i don't think volleyball is gigantic in the united states but it's pretty big in other places Mm, you'd be surprised i think i would be surprised i think i'm very uneducated in this topic (laughs) okay so um dallas and colorado are big volleyball states i mean obviously i mean dallas uh (laughs) texas texas yeah texas but i always went to dallas for tournaments and they don't being in Idaho, everything's so tiny compared to the outside world. Yep. And so they have huge convention centers, like humongous. They'll have literally a hundred and something courts. Bigger than the mini dome? 
What's the mini dome? <laughs> you go to ISU. You don't know what the mini oh, dome is? Holt Arena? Holt Arena. It's the mini dome. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Bigger than Bigger the mini than... dome. Huh? Wow. Let me let me it's put you, let me put this perspective. The uh, Mercedes Benz Superdome in New Orleans can fit Pocatello and Chubbuck in just the Superdome. Like inside of it? Yes, inside of it. It holds 70,000 seats. God, so many people. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so when I went from a million people to 10,000, like not 10,000, but like 50,000. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, there's so much space. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, everything's so tiny. Yeah, I think that's uh, that works against a lot of people here around here. Just mm-hmm. being having, I I love it. I love not being having so many people because every time I'm in a city, I'm like, this is not sustainable. Yeah. When I go to other cities, I'm kind of overwhelmed because I don't know the area and I just don't know what to expect. But I would prefer a city yeah you like city life city gal you're a city gal yeah always something to do places to go well you there's always something to do in a country town Mm. there is (laughs) but it's gonna be with the same people you did it with last week so you build very strong relationships with those people yeah that's true that's true you know whereas a city ah, that is what that's what's super nice about that's why I like this area because Salt Lake is just right there. Mm-hmm. Boyce is just right there. Yeah. It's a, a drive away. The only reason I want to be in a city is for nightlife, for yeah. a weekend yes. fun time. Yes. That's really the only times I want to go to a city. Like, ah, yeah. I've been in traffic. I don't like traffic. Traffic yes. fucking blows. Yes. I mean, I don't live in New Orleans. And so I guess I am kind of from like a town, you would say. Mm. But kind of like an outskirts. Yeah. Like yeah. a Nampa to a yes, Boise. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. But maybe closer, closer distance. Nampa's pretty fucking close to Boise. Yeah. So New Orleans was like nine miles. Oh, damn. Yeah, over no, that's a bridge. Your, that's, your, that's your walking then. That's your yeah. walking distance. <laughs> walking distance, no. But you have to go over a bridge. And the bridge is what the problem was, the GNO. And you could be on there for three hours. Oh my god! Yeah. Seriously. To go to go ten miles. It'll take oh, you three hours. No, none of that. Yeah. I I do not like that. That doesn't sound appealing at <laughs> all. But what does sound appealing is the fucking parties down there. Mm-hmm. Mardi yeah. Gras. I want to go to Louisiana and go to Mardi Gras. Yeah. That sounds come, awesome. Come. Sounds badass. I mean, they canceled 2021. People but throwing 2022. beads and shit. Yeah. Throw me something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know why that they do that? Are you aware um, of, of how Mardi Gras came, comes about? Oh my gosh. I should have researched this. But I, Mardi Gras is obviously French, so Fat Tuesday. That's what Mardi Gras means. Mm. And then we also celebrate Lundi Gras, which is Fat Monday. Um, Louisiana has a bunch of French culture. <laughs> Wait, and... Fat Tuesday and Fat Monday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guys over that came up with Fat Tuesday are like, we, yeah. we left Monday. <laughs> Fuck. We got to, let's just, what if you think they'll accept a Fat Monday? <laughs> I think they will. And so it's always 
oh my gosh, it's either 40 or 60 days, I forgot, but it's 40 or 60 days after Easter, so it always changes. It's 40 days. Okay. I think it's 40 days before Easter. After Because you have to do Lent. Oh, Oh. It's supposed to, from because it's, yes, it's 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 yes. it's that's what Carnival yes. is too in like Brazil. Yes, before it's it's before Easter, Easter okay. because the yes. forty days afterwards you have to give yes. up something. Yes, so yes, 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 the yes. day of, yes, you do as much sitting as you can. Yes, thank you, thank you. So yeah, so it's before. You say you're from New Orleans. <laughs> I don't know about that now. Oh, wow, I've been here too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got that Idaho blood in you now. Yeah. Oh. But anyway, so uh, the French came to America. They It was actually started in Alabama and then a little bit in Mississippi. And then since they weren't major cities or ports, and mm-hmm. so a lot of shipments come in the Gulf of Mexico and come to the Mississippi River, which is where uh, Louisiana is. And so since it was a big city, a lot of traffic and everything, they just took it to the extreme and had parades and did uh, king cake and did um, king cake. Yeah, it, I honestly don't know how to describe it. Try your best. Um, it's not really cake. Okay. Um, it comes in a circle, so a, a big circle, and it's very—it's almost like a donut, but not the texture of a donut. And it has frosting on it, and they put a baby inside, a little plastic. Oh, I know what it is. Yeah. I know what it is. They put a little plastic baby. Yeah. And so if you get, and then they cut it all up, and then if you get the baby, you have to bring the next king cake. I know exactly what yes. that is. Yeah. Yeah, in Spanish, it's, I don't know what it, it is in English. I guess it's a king cake. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, in Spanish, it's called a rosca de reyes, and you do that for, and so... In Mexico, we don't have Christmas like you have in the United mm-hmm. States. We had Christmas. When you get presents, you get it January 7th. Okay. Yeah, and that's when the three kings came, mm-hmm. not Santa Claus. You mm-hmm. get the three kings that came because they brought you the presents. And then when the three kings come, they do the, the, the you know, the Rosca de Reyes. And then there's another party after that party. Mm-hmm. And then whoever gets the baby then, you got to do the next party. That's how that mm-hmm. goes. That's what yeah. I remember. We haven't done that in ages, but yeah. I know that that's tradition. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know that that mm-hmm. was a thing in, in Louisiana. Yeah, we do ass. it in school. We did it all the time in middle school. Like, we draw a name for who brings the first king cake. And then uh, up until Mardi Gras, we'd have king cake, at like, every week for school. So you grew up in a Catholic community? Ye- I wouldn't say sort community of. because my family wasn't involved in it, but Catholic school, yeah. How was that? Because if. Okay. And yeah, I grew up just kind of around Mormon traditions. Mm-hmm. You know, I never really had. Like, I knew what Catholic stuff, mm-hmm. what Catholic things were and what it was, what it would be like. But I, there was never the whole culture. We were, I was more the minority. Mm-hmm. So what was it like, you know, everybody around you? Well, that's the thing about Catholic school. N- not everybody that goes there is Catholic. And the like, fuck? I'm not Catholic. I'm not Catholic. <laughs> yeah. Then this question goes out the window. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just called Catholic school because that's what they teach you. So you have to take religion. Were they nuns? Yeah. Our principal was a nun. She was a nun? Could you tell that woman was a nun? Oh. Could you tell? Could you tell that woman was a nun? <laughs> I mean, yeah. 
She wore the whole get up. The whole get up? You're like, I get it. I get it. You're a nun. (laughs) I've heard nuns are mean. Mine was. Was she mean? Yeah. She was mean. Damn. Did they have carry around fucking ruler sticks? They do. They do? Not even lying. Oh, my God. I thought that was a myth. No, they do that to measure your skirt. To make sure your skirt is knee length, because oh. they're supposed to be right above your knee, but obviously a lot of us would roll our skirts, mm-hmm. and so they'd make sure we'd have to wear our name tag every day. My school wasn't as strict, but some schools you weren't allowed to have ear piercings in, or more than one ear piercing. You weren't allowed to wear nail polish unless it was a nude color. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, crazy. Seriously? Crazy. Ooh. All right, I'm going to take a quick short break, okay. and then we'll be right back. Yeah, we're back! But uh, first, I got to say, uh, if I, you know, I, I cherish my time growing up in a Mormon community, y'all been hella cool. Don't get offended. <laughs> 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 Anyways, what were we talking about? Catholic we're, school. Catholic school, mm-hmm. yeah. Being very strict. That's just kind of the the way it is, though. Catholics are hella strict. Yeah, it, yeah, it's really intense, but... Everyone that went to Catholic school wasn't Catholic, and so my school was actually really, we had lots of Muslims. There's lots of Arabic people in Louisiana. They have a huge community down there. So how does that work then? Is it, was it a private school? Yeah, and so you just have religion every year, and so you just learn what they teach, Catholic religion, religion. yeah, and so... You can be whatever you want. Like there, we had atheists that went to Catholic school. It that doesn't like, really I just matter. don't want to go to the public school. Yeah, exactly. Walk through a metal detector. <laughs> <laughs> have to have clear backpacks. Oh damn! damn. Yeah, that is heavy. Bad. We rough. would we would do volleyball games at like a public school. I saw somebody getting handcuffed. At yeah. a volleyball game? Yeah, as I was walking in, people getting handcuffed. You're like, oh, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. we're in it. Yeah. We are in Literally. it. Stick together. <laughs> Stick together. Yeah. Don't, if you, if you go to the bathroom, go in teams. Yes. Yeah. Literally the whole team. <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds scary. It was scary. Anyways, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, but more, I wanted to touch more on, like, go, like growing up so strictly, in mm-hmm. kind of a, an environment that's so strict for a lot of those girls. Mm-hmm. Once they get the freedom, mm-hmm. you know, like you got your freedom now mm-hmm. and you're you're out on your own. Do you think growing up that way just it builds up? And you're like, oh, as soon as I get my own uh, shit, do yes, bam. For sure, for sure. I even saw that in middle school. Like I I didn't go to I went to a private middle school, but it wasn't Catholic. But there was a lot of people in middle school that were restricted and were very influenced by their parents. And so when they finally got to high school, you know, things lessen out. You don't go with what your parents say anymore. You rebel. Um, yeah, you start rebelling. Start rebelling. Yes. <laughs> so there plenty of those. I know a lot of those, actually. Mm-hmm. And then that just kind of led to when they got in college, even more freedom and being their own person. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think, I don't know, because that way works for a lot of them, for a lot mm-hmm. of people. Growing up that way, it's it's very structured. Mm-hmm. You know what to do. Yes. It's like playing bowling with the, yes. what the hell are those called? When you play bowling, you bowl very much? The pins? No, no, no. The sides. Oh, the guards? Yeah. The grates? 
What are they called? Oh my god. They have a certain name. Yeah, they do. They do. Is it bumpers? Bumpers. Is it bumpers? It's bumpers. It's like playing it's like playing with the bumpers on. Yes. But sometimes you get a dude that's like, I'm gonna I'll fuck those bumpers. I'm gonna chuck <laughs> this shit and then I don't I'm gonna throw it into the other lane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some people are just comfortable throwing it into the bumpers. Were you kind of going like, I want to not follow these guidelines, bro. Give um, me some fucking ear piercings and I want some rose pink nail polish. Well, ours. So obviously when you have rules, especially strict rules, you start learning how to go around those rules. Mm. And so my school wasn't the, the strictest. And so girls did have tattoos. We we weren't allowed to have tattoos. Well, at least visible tattoos. Mm, okay. And so a lot of girls would get tattoos on their back or on their ankle because we had to wear ankle socks or, you know, or get. Um, so you were like in the classic schoolgirl outfit with the mm-hmm, skirt and then the sweater mm-hmm, over and then the white shirt underneath. Yeah. Oh, college crap. shirt. You were the tight. Was there a tie involved? No, but the boys did for mass. So we would have mass every month, and we would have to wear our, like, mass sweater. You know, mass sweater? Yeah, you couldn't wear a sweatshirt to mass. You had Damn. To wear, yeah, so everybody looked nice on mass day. That's cute. <laughs> um, what happened was, so again, going around the rules, we had to wear a white collared shirt, and so what girls did <laughs> was cut the collar and then sew it to their sweatshirt. So that they can just wear their sweatshirt instead of a white collared shirt and, and a, sweatshirt. a sweatshirt. Yeah. Damn, I bet those girls mm-hmm. got really good at fucking sewing. <laughs> I know. That's a good skill we did to pick have up. A sew class. Oh, you did? Yeah. Everyone's like these dumbasses. Yes. They don't know they're teaching us how to break the rules right now. <laughs> yeah, they do that with their socks too. Cut because our socks had the logo on it, mm-hmm. so they cut the logo part off and put it. <laughs> On just a white sock and just, like, wear it as a cuff, really. Really? Yeah. Just because you didn't want to wear the giant-ass socks well, every time? we only got, like, four, and so... You had to constantly be washing those yeah. things. Or you had stinky feet. Yeah, and so it just made more sense, mm. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I support a school uniform rule. I love it. Do you? I love it. I came to college and I looked a hot mess. Like, I I had no idea what to wear. Like, I didn't know how to dress myself. I was like, I hate this. Like, and I love going to work because we have a work shirt and it's just basic, like, Nike shorts or something or leggings. Yo, I'm wearing my work shirt right now. Yeah. And, like, I don't have to ever think about it. Literally, you just put it on and go. Like, I love that. Unless, you know, you want to do something on the weekend, you know, and you do that. hot date. You got to, yeah. yeah, but you have hot date clothes. Yes, yes, you yes. You know that. Yes. Or just like lounge clothes. Like you have other clothes. Yeah. But you didn't have to wear them to school, which was great. We'd have dress out day and stuff, but. But let me tell you something, okay? First day of school, or mm-hmm. you got a presentation, or you just got a brand new outfit. Mm-hmm. You're willing to stunt on these people. Uh-huh. Oh, the night before you wear that new outfit, <laughs> oh, you feel good. You feel good. You wake up the next morning, you put everything on, you mm-hmm. feel fresh. You're like, oh, dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to express some people. You get, you walk into school, you know, mm-hmm. you feel all fly, you're all chest all puffed up. Like, damn, dude, you get a brand new shirt? <laughs> yeah, I got a new shirt. <laughs> Or you, like, play it off. You're like, nah, dude, this is, old. This is the hand-me-downs. Well, I still got excited for school. But in 
when you have a uniform, you find other ways to Impress. express yourself. And so, like, necklaces, purses, makeup, earrings, you know, anything else to accessorize. You learn to accessorize. Yeah. yeah. So your accessory game is, yeah. uh, is on point. Is that what you're saying? Uh, mine's whatever, but... Other girls. <laughs> Other girls are good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, I'm still in that phase of that. Still learning? <laughs> yes, of learning, like, what is my style? Because, honestly, I didn't get to, like, know experience in high school or experiment in high school. Go through that phase. Yeah. Oh. And so I, like, just wear – I hated wearing jeans. And so just recently – I've gotten into wearing jeans. Like, I always wear leggings. Always leggings. Really? Yeah, athletic. Jeans go with so many things. I know that now. (laughs) But athletic wear was, like, my go-to. Or sweatpants. You're comfy. It looks good. Sneakers. I always have sneakers. Always got to have a good pair of sneaks. Are Um, you Adidas? Nike? Under Armour? I like Adidas. Adidas? There you go. Nice. I like that. You strive fine. (laughs) Props. Anyway, yeah, I went through that phase. Fuck yeah. <laughs> what, what was oh it? Oh, my what God. Was it? Oh, I went through a peacocking phase. Have you heard of peacocking? No. You know what peacocking is? No. It's a, it's a sad chapter in my life. <laughs> was it the print? Uh, no. A peacock print? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. No, I would wear the brightest colors I could find. Oh, my God. That was me in middle school. I had bright orange Indoor soccer shoes, magenta oh, chino pants, okay. and uh, okay. I had a a blue, like a a teal Hawaiian shirt with orange like surfboards on it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't match at all. Oh, there God. was zero matching going on. I would wear stripes with polka dots, mm-hmm. stripes with solid colors. I had a black and red striped T-shirt, and I wore it with purple Under Armour shorts. Oh. I was... No, I don't know why nobody told me. <laughs> hey, man, figure out how to dress, okay? Because you don't look you, good. If you had a uniform. I know. I would have gone through that freaking phase. But I went through it, and I know people laugh behind my back every single day that they saw me come up with those stupid-ass magenta pants. I had a pink bucket hat, too. I rocked that pink bucket hat like but no other. But you know other. what? There, Yeah, there obviously are people that make fun of you for that. But... There's also those people that are really quiet and are like, damn, that guy has so much confidence. And what, it doesn't matter what he wears, like his He'll confidence work it. makes it look yeah, good. He'll work it. Yes. That's what was going through my head. Yes. I'm like, yes, I, I don't care what I look like. I'm going <laughs> to look good. Uh-huh. But on the opposite side of that, it's yeah. like, it's also... Look how childish this man is. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how to dress. <laughs> He's wearing indoor soccer shoes with magenta pants with a blue Hawaiian t-shirt that doesn't match at all. Look at any fashion runway show. Any of them. They... You know what I've been really liking like to get my fashion? Huh. Uh, TikTok? Asian TikToks. <gasps> yes. Those yes. mother fuckers can dress. They can. Holy shit. They and they really are all can. just beautiful. Yes. Like, they're all tall. They're all skinny as hell. Yeah. Because they're just not any fat Asian people. Because they are all just, like, tall and beautiful. Literally. And they have their style. I love their style. It's all baggy as shit. Yeah. Super baggy. Yeah. And then every once in a while, I see a jacked guy, and I'm like, well, where did this guy come from? 
And why does he look so good? And long story short, I'm going to invest in some cutoff shirts nice. with a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of white and camo is what they wear. Yeah. Don't know I, if I can pull off camo, but white for sure. I was really into color, so now I'm switching to neutral tones. More pastels? More like a tan beige color. Because mm. I wore a lot of black. And my New Year's resolution last year was to not wear black, which went well. Well, you're wearing jeans. I know, yeah. And uh, I like that sweater. That's Thank a That's you. a pretty dope sweater. Thrift store. That's a big place to even go shop. Better. Yeah, even, even better. better. <laughs> Saving money yes. and looking fly. Yes. Fucking two wins and two wins for one right there. Yes. Two what's the, what's the old saying? Two, two for one. Two birds, one stone. Oh, huh? yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. The fuck we we were talking about your like <laughs> career. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. This happens entirely happens. too often on this freaking podcast. Okay, so my career. So mm-hmm. So I went to school thinking I wanted to be an athletic trainer and taping people up at games, Mm -hmm. being there before the game, after the game, during the game, literally all the time being Mm -hmm. there. Um, And then because my coach was also an athletic trainer and I really admired her, she became my mentor. And so I just wanted to be her. I wanted to be exactly like her. And then I got to college, and up until sophomore year, like, I was ready. I was still going. Um, You have to do a master's in AT because it's not required now, but in 2021, so next year, you are required to have a master's. And so if I... To become an athletic trainer? Yes. Holy shit. And so if I was in the field with all these people that are a year younger than me, they would be most likely to get a job because they had the masters under their belt and so um actually 70 percent of athletic trainers already have a master's degree and so usually um how this started was somebody was just like oh i'll like be there to help you i'll be your trainer and stuff and so before the NADA, the National Athletic Trainer Association, was formed, a lot of this was just like grandfathered in type stuff. And there wasn't really education for athletic training. And it just was like, I'll teach you my ways mm-hmm. and you can be an athletic trainer. But now <clears throat> they've made a whole association and have conventions. And Too many kids got concussions. Yeah. That's what <laughs> yes, happened. Yes. <laughs> they had a, They had to put some side type of license or certification in it and so now 70 percent of athletic trainers have a master's degree which is probably going to be growing to eventually 100 percent and so um junior year i was like still kind of yeah i'm doing this i'll be in school for two more years which is fine because that's like what i want to do and junior year for you would have been what like last year last year yeah last year and so this year God damn. <laughs> this year has changed everything. Oh, yeah. Yes. Flipped it on its ass, huh? Yes. Why so, is that? So this year, um, I actually got uh, my freshman year to intern with the athletics. So I did an internship at Holt, and I was able to do, like, football, basketball. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and so I was literally in the training room doing, and I love that. I love that. Like, I, I love doing that. But my dilemma was I kind of started thinking about future. I kind of got way into the future. But I was looking at the athletic trainers at ISU, and 
my trainer that I looked up to, and she's single, doesn't have any kids, lives on her own. And then the athletic trainers at ISU, one is single, just lives. The others are married, but they're married to another athletic trainer and then and don't have kids. And there is one, the one that one runs the program, she is married to like a surgeon, I believe, and then she has two kids. And a so, surgeon? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And so that I'm just like, how? How do you make it work? You know, how because do, do you have, have to so the life of an athletic trainer mm-hmm. right you pretty much well know mm-hmm. how the life will go like mm-hmm. your, your daily day yes. this is the called the daily time ticket so we would go what would your daily time ticket be as an athletic trainer so it depends what sport season you're in so let's say you're in volleyball and then basketball is prepping for mm-hmm. their season and so volleyball games are usually at night and then Basketball would have to do training in the morning, maybe like early afternoon. I wouldn't say past three, I would say. Um, But they do strengthening. I believe track and field usually do strengthening like early, early in the morning. And then so they have the gym and then basketball has the gym like midday. And then they get all set up for uh, the volleyball game that night. And so you're there six in the morning till like 11 o'clock at night. Like volleyball games can go forever because it's not a timed sport. It's just a point. Whoever gets some yeah. sets, right? Point system, yeah. And so you could be like three, win three games and be done, or you could play five sets. So it's, <laughs> you're like, let the ball hit the ground. Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. I got shit to do today. Sometimes it, it is like that. Sometimes it is, but. And then, so obviously you're gonna work 40 hours plus some, um, maybe 60 hours, like for in-season uh, weeks. And then sometimes you have to travel with the team and go with the team. Football games is literally like an all-day thing, like six in the morning yeah. to six in the afternoon. It's just all day. And so, what I kind of realized was I love athletic training, and that's great. I love what they do. They need to be paid more because they do so much like not only are you an athletic trainer and just taking care of injuries and preventing injuries but you're there for them like emotionally so like they come to you and they just complain just complain about (laughs) practice about the coach life in general literally like they that's like your second parent in there i'm pretty sure i talked to my athletic trainer about like girl problems at one point yes literally i was shout out hayden shout out hayden (laughs) she's badass coolest fucking athletic trainer ever she's dope see and like they do so much more for you than just oh let me tape you up you Mm -hmm. know and I was I was in the training room one day, and this guy was like, "What do I get my girlfriend for Valentine's Day?" So, You're like, yeah, <laughs> wrapping up some dude. Like, let yeah. me tell you something real quick. Yeah. All right, I got you. Literally. I got you, bro. Well, she like. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I loved it. But what I kind of realized was I love being a coach more. Like I love coaching volleyball, and so I kind of don't want to do two things that are overworked and underpaid. And so I rather have a okay, all right, like nine to five job and then like go do this on the side. You ever heard, 
I fuck every episode I have like, have you heard this saying? Yeah, this this is a perfect saying. There's a saying and it goes, your career is what you're paid for. Mm-hmm. Your passion mm-hmm. is what you're made for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. See, and, I would literally coach for free. Like, I love it. Like, it's a bonus that I get paid, you know? Yeah, I, uh, two years ago, I, I coached a high school soccer team. I helped coach a high school soccer team. Mm-hmm. And I had so much fun. Yeah. I fucking loved it. Yeah. It was one of the best experiences of my life. Just seeing them, like, telling them what to do. And, like, they were growing. Yes. They were, they were learning. The yes. shit I was telling them, they were putting it into practice. Mm-hmm. And you would go... Thank you. Yes. <laughs> this this validates what I've been doing. I haven't yes. been just coming and running around with you yes. guys for nothing. Yes. And let me tell you something. As a coach, I don't know if this goes for all coaches, but as a coach, if you lose a game, obviously your players are going to be upset. Like, that's a given. But, like, as a coach, I constantly think, okay, what did we not do in practice that could have prevented? Like, what did we do wrong? What do we need to work on? Like, I literally take all the blame when we lose i'm like i didn't prepare y'all enough for this and that's my fault but the players don't see it that way no they it's don't hard it's hard making somebody not see the yeah. way you see yeah right does that make sense and also like things just don't click you know until years later and that that's just that's just experience and time like i taught freshmen so they're like so excited about high school and <laughs> yeah. just so excited about life and I saw it like in their eyes. They're like, life hasn't hit them yet. And oh, I'm like, you go. I've been, I was there before like, too. Ugh. I was there before too. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I was young, once that young and happy. <laughs> yeah, just naive. Yes. You but... go. I'm get, I'm so excited just to see you. Just kind of get a little hurt. Yeah. Not too hurt. Just a little hurt. <laughs> yeah. Wipe that smile off your face for a little bit. Yeah, and we had we actually had um, this girl come as a seventh grader i believe she tried out she did volleyball when she was in seventh grade and then in eighth grade she didn't do volleyball because she didn't like the coach and so then freshman year she came and tried out and she was uh, like a skill level behind because she Mm -hmm. didn't play for that year and that just hurt my heart you know like she didn't play a sport that she loved because of a coach like how why do you want to ruin that for somebody you know like that's their pride and joy and they it just it i really love i would i don't want to be a university coach like college coach i don't want to be that all be that at all because i think that we really need to start with our youth and get them good foundations and get them a good setup in life in their sport so that they love it i wouldn't say that I wouldn't want to be a university coach because that's that sounds like fun. <laughs> just that high level of, yeah. of athletics, yeah. you go, holy shit! Yeah, like every every game, you're like, you know, intense. you're good. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be intense. And the the just my love of, of sport, I would I would I would I would enjoy that, you know. Mm-hmm. But also, it'd be a lot of pressure. And you'd be like, yeah. yeah, fuck that, I won't do that. Also, there's so much like business side to college, like recruiting. And do you like... know how much the fucking ISU football coach makes? Huh. He makes like $175,000. Why? Yeah. Why? The Boise State coach, he's one of the top paid coaches in the in like the United States for the colleges. Boise State. Boise State. Uh-uh. Coach O. He, coach o he has... makes hell of money. Like 
I have no idea why ISU pays this guy that much because they are not that good. Literally. <laughs> They're not good enough to back be. Back that up. Yeah, back you need to back. <laughs> and I could be exaggerating, but that's what sounds right in my head, all right? Somebody can fact check me on that. But, yeah, it like, it's, there's something to coaching that a lot of people can't do. You can't, mm-hmm. a lot of people can't just, like you said, as an athletic trainer, you deal with a more than just teaching somebody mm-hmm. a sport. Mm-hmm. A lot of my coaches that I had taught me a lot more about kind of myself and how I deal with certain situations mm-hmm. than other than just like, hey, this is how you take somebody down or this is how you kick a ball. Mm-hmm. It was more get back up, go, get back up. Like yeah. you're, you're, you're not done yet. You know, did you try your hardest? Did yeah. you go out there and leave it all out there? Did, like, And then the camaraderie and all that stuff. I Sport taught me, taught me, yeah, really. (laughs) Support, sport taught it, and it it sounds super. uh, It sounds, I hate, hate. Sounds woo woo, you know, and like, oh, you made me who, like, sound like a total bro. Fucking blood sucker made me who I am, bro. But it really taught me a lot about the person that I am today. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. be who I am today if it wasn't for sport. If it wasn't for physical activity, literally. Yeah, it's. Being a part of that, being, being that person, the I want to be the person I had mm-hmm. when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. They taught me a lot. Yep, I always tell them that what you did three months ago is showing up now. You know, like what we did at practice three months ago, what you ate three months ago, like anything, your mental state three months ago affects you now. They don't see their growth too. They, that's no. what it's. A, I think that's what will be really hard in coaching is letting them see that they've grown. Yeah, that's what I always give them goals. I let them make individual goals and then team goals, and we'll do like a easy goal each practice. You know, like I want to get five serves in a row. Okay, great. Like you know, just small little things that they can improve on, and then as they grow, you know, they can see that they've met their goals and so that's something that they can physically see so you've had some coaching experience already now yes i've coached a club team and a high school team where was the high school the high school i did skyline in idaho falls go grizz yeah go grizz hell yeah (laughs) did you build a pretty solid relationship with all those girls over there i mean i believe so they're like 14 so they're like oh no 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 life boys you know yeah but i'm like i'm like i love (laughs) y'all and they're like you make my day so much better they're like okay bye (laughs) like and i don't know if i'll be here next year you know i'm i'm pretty sure i'll be here but i don't know if i'll be here you know like our last game we won and they were like all taking pictures and i'm like okay bye (laughs) (laughs) see you guys around i don't know if i'll be here (laughs) can i go back down very anticlimactic yeah was it yeah but that's that's just the beauty of it Mm -hmm. beauty of it's that the season doesn't last forever yeah the season is which is bittersweet let me tell you bittersweet (laughs) So I cried my last soccer season as mm-hmm. a senior. I mm-hmm. cried. Mm-hmm. It was the last bus ride. We were going. We were coming back home. The very last bus ride, and I didn't feel like crying. I was <laughs> like, I'm not gonna cry. I'm fine. Yeah. And I, we got, I got up and I looked around and there was only three other seniors with me. Yep. Fucking always have that bond with them. And yep. I look. I looked back at one of them and I was like, 
you about to cry, dude? <laughs> and like, he already had tears, you know, in his eyes. And I looked at the other one. Back. Yeah, I looked at the other guy, and he was sitting right across from me. And I was like, oh, god damn it, you guys are about to cry. And <laughs> I looked back at the dude, the first guy I looked at, and he's like, what, tell you, man? Had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you sons of bitches, I wasn't going to cry. I was trying so hard not to. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, you know... As as just a as a man, I, I was always always told, bottle that shit up. Yeah, don't let anything don't out. Leave it inside of you, mm-hmm. and one day it'll blow up. But today's not the day it's gonna <laughs> blow up. Yeah, that's how I am. So like, um, I remember my the state champion, not state champion, but we were at state. We were in like quarterfinals, and I knew we were gonna lose. Like this, the school that we were going against wins every year, and so. I, like, had so much anxiety, so nervous, you know, like, never been to state before, never played a good team like that, and so um, we were playing, and we were down, and it was the last set, and I ran into a chair, like, to go get a ball, and then I just started bawling, crying, not because of the chair, but because I knew we were going to lose, and I knew that that was the end. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's so painful, but yeah. it, but you, you wouldn't trade it for the world. No, not at all. You if trade- anything, I I tell them all the time, like I want to be in your shoes, you know, like yeah, I want to be there. Just be there. I, let me put on a jersey, you know. <laughs> I look fourteen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could get away. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want to reminisce too much on it, but okay, I think okay. I want to get back to kind of what coaching and coaching mm-hmm. philosophies, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. As a coach, as a as a prospective coach, mm-hmm. you have to build your own philosophies and what you want to have your athletes learn, what they wanted, what you wanted them to take away mm-hmm. from the experience that they have had under you. Mm-hmm. What are some key aspects you want to kind of uh, what's the word you want to pass on? You mm-hmm. want to project onto them yeah um so well first of all i believe that every person has potential and so a lot of schools do cuts which makes sense because we had a girl come try out never played volleyball ever in her life before and yeah and tried out and honestly like that's not a problem to me you know i don't care about that if you want to grow and you want to be better and you put in that work for it, then I am there. Like, I will support you no matter. I think anybody, I've seen people go from awful, like, can't even, no hand-eye coordination whatsoever, to, like, hitting the ball down, down on the ground so hard and getting aces and just being this phenomenal player and going, playing for college, like, it's amazing how much potential people have, yet we don't always give them the chance. It's also, <clears throat> if you have a, a seed in a dark room, it's really not going to grow if you don't water it also. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in a dark room. It's not, it doesn't have the right tools. Yeah. It doesn't have the right, it's not nurtured to mm-hmm. become what it has to become. Mm-hmm. You are the water and the sunlight to get the <laughs> most out of the out of your, your seed that's there. Yeah. Right? And it's... Like, just going back, it's hard. You do have to constantly let them know. But you also can't let them know too much because then they get fucking big head. Yeah, and big head. head. Yeah, for sure. Um, hmm. What would I... 
Let's say I preach. Hmm, I'll have to think on that. Another thing, a lot of you you know you'll just in, in any type of um athletics, any type of mm-hmm. game or sport, mm-hmm. kids are gonna get nervous. Oh, people for get sure. nervous. You for get sure. nerves. Yeah. Uh, good nerves. Good. You're supposed to have those. I think mm-hmm. it's very normal to have those, but mm-hmm. sometimes it can get a little bit much because I've seen I've seen kids puke. Kids oh. just get way too into their heads. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm nervous, but like, chill, <laughs> all right. And how would you go about and kind of bringing them off mm-hmm. back off of that ledge? Because mm-hmm. that's that's a ledge I guarantee you're gonna yes. come across. Perfect. So I just had a project on this actually. Oh. Yes. So my project was on how mindfulness meditation affects an athlete's performance, and obviously the results were good. They improved. Um, and self-awareness and they were able to focus better and we do a lot of prep before the game like getting in the zone like listening to music or doing your little ritual that you have you know but if we can take that attention and then put it into the game for not just one play but like a longer duration of the game then you're able to focus so much better. And because you're focusing, you are actually less susceptible to injury. And so not only, so specifically meditation improves all those things. Um, Can you describe what meditation is? Okay, so meditation. Because it can mean a lot of things. Yes, yes. So a lot of people think like Um, monks monks um, yeah but it doesn't have to be religious at all and so what i do with my girls was i just did like two minutes at a time and i just looked up some meditation video on youtube you know like just focusing on your breath like was it wim hof no but i know him (laughs) i love him i love him okay but a lot of a lot of common ears yeah we we know some shit oh Oh, my god but anyway so i just looked up a youtube video uh they're usually like 17 minutes or something like they're long yeah and so i just take like two minutes at a time you know um i do it either before a game i mean before practice or in the middle of practice just to kind of like give them a break and let them regroup and refocus and just listen let them close their eyes, lay on the ground, get a speaker, play the video for two minutes. Just focus on breathing in and breathing out. That's all you have to do. And of course your mind is going to wonder. That's natural. We're always thinking about the past, the future, things we have no control of. But in meditation, you acknowledge that and you let it be known, but then you refocus your attention back to your breath. So let's just say I'm breathing, I'm breathing, focus on my breathing in, out, in my lungs. Oh, I wonder what my dog's doing. He's so cute. I love him. Oh, wait, Joe. We're like, in, we're meditating right now. You know what? He's fine. He's good. Okay. That's in, my inner voice. It's just, you're yeah. just kind of, what's yes. my inner voice? Goes, yes. Wait, what about this thing? What about this other thing? Yes. And so just bringing your awareness back. And obviously that's going to be hard. That's going to be really hard. And Dairy. so... I just do like two minutes and then five minutes and then always encourage them to do it at home, you know, as well. Like before you go to bed, literally when you're watching a commercial, you know, like just when you take one activity in your day and then like try to focus all on that activity. So brushing your teeth, 
So what are all your senses that you're using? So smell, what does the toothbrush, the toothpaste smell like? How does the toothbrush feel on your teeth, like, or your tongue? Like, just being aware. Being in the moment. Yes, and being present. Yes, mindfulness is all about being present. Like, you're mindful Hmm. of what's happening, and you're acknowledging it, and you're aware of it. Mindfulness. Yes. Bam, and we're back. Yeah. Mindfulness. There's a... A philosopher I abide to. I love him. Mr. Alan Watts. I don't know if you ever heard of Mr. Alan Watts. I've heard you mention him. Alan Watts is a, a, a British man, and one of my favorite quotes from him is, the secret to life is to realize... Give me a fucking second, because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it verbatim, and I mm. want to give it to you right. Yes. Okay? Understand. It says, this is the real secret of life. To be completely engaged with what you are doing in the here and now, and instead of calling it work, realize it is play. Mindfulness. And that chime when you were like talking that, mm-hmm. I that quote just rung in my head. Mm-hmm. I was like, bro, yes. that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. It's telling these it's telling your athletes, telling them, hey, like this this might suck right now. Yeah. But like how we're talking about our past, you know, mm-hmm. we're like kind of reminiscing. Mm-hmm. Like like, yo, you want to have Good memories. You want to say, yes. I fucking, I did it. I, we did everything we could. Yes. We did. We went out there and we did everything we fucking could. Mm-hmm. And it's, that that just applies to life. It applies to more than just, you know, spiking a ball or getting an ace or fucking yeah. diving onto a hardwood floor. It, it applies to more than than just what you think in that current moment is. Mm-hmm. And that, that it's, it's awesome that you try to get that message out to those kids. Mm-hmm. And so I actually took a sports psychology class, and so that's where I learned because I didn't even know. I mean, I knew meditation was like. Monks. I would just, I would just think of Om. Yeah, monks. That's, it. that's what I related it to, and then, you know, meditation doesn't have. A lot of people say yoga as well, which is fine. Um, but meditation doesn't have to be like silence either. You know, it, whatever honestly makes you happy and like, in, in yourself you know so like if you like listening to music and you can put all your focus and attention into like the lyrics the beat the like anything in that song like you're meditating on that song you know like you're giving it your all in mm-hmm. that moment there's so with music mm-hmm. there's one tangent we're gonna go on <laughs> but then there's another tangent we can go on mm-hmm. and <clears throat> a big meditation for me and a lot of people who share this meditation i think is the gym Mm-hmm. Yes. You put yep. on music. Yep. You just honestly at this point I don't really even have workouts. I just kind of I start lifting <laughs> pick things, up stuff. pick stuff up and then feels good. And I'm yeah. I, like I know when a muscle's tired, I know mm-hmm. when it needs more, I know where what areas need to be taken mm-hmm. more, you know, need to give it more attention. Mm-hmm. I know what to do, right? I've been doing yes. it long enough that I know what I've, I'm not gigantic per se, yeah. you know, but I don't I'm also not trying to be gigantic. I wanna yeah. be I want to be able to move okay. I want to be able to lift at least have 50 pounds. Yes. Okay, that's my goal. And I've <laughs> met my goal, right? But that that's meditation for a lot of people. Yes. And a lot of people don't see it as that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people often think as a gym is like, oh, dude, I got to mm-hmm. go to an hour. Now I got to drive. I got to see people. I want. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lift heavy. People don't want to lift heavy weights. People don't want to run. People don't want to yeah. walk a mile yeah. in your afternoon. That's not something that... It, it's it your your brain pushes mm-hmm. back against it, it doesn't like you being forceful it doesn't mm-hmm. want you to be tired 
Mm -hmm. Right. Your brain will automatically want you to do the easiest thing. Mm -hmm. And back to coaching, you want to tell those kids, if you take the easy route, you take the Mm -hmm. easy path, Mm -hmm. you're not going to get where you want to go. And back to being strict with like Catholics and stuff like. Yeah. Damn, we're just connecting yeah. everywhere. <laughs> Everything's just fucking coming together. It's all in a circle. It is. A circle of life. But, yeah, being strict was ridiculous. They had some ridiculous things. But that, in some ways, allowed us to learn discipline, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, be disciplined when you have to, you know? Because, yeah. obviously, we would go around those rules. But, um, like, when you're at work, like you know you need to be doing this and your boss isn't going to stand there over your shoulder, you know, watching you. And so if that shows a lot of, like, your character, if you're able to just, like, get it done, like, no, um, like, no shortcuts. And so, like, that, back to volleyball, it, like, running two laps. I'm like, run two laps to warm up, you know? And... Obviously, I don't want them cutting corners, but if they do cut corners, that just, like, tells me, you know, what they think. Where their mentality yes, is. Yes, yes. It's those little things. It's yeah. those little, little, little and things. And they probably don't think I'm watching, but I'm like, I'm watching. And now I think about all the times my coach wasn't watching or, you know, mm-hmm. the things when I thought they did When you think you were getting away yes, with it. Yes, yes. It's so crazy to be on the other side. I love it. Like, you can see how they all interact and you can see... The little the clicks. Yes. The clicks. Yes. That's kind of what I want to see. I want to. I want to be. I want to coach. Coaching sounds like so much fun, it's, but apparently you need a fucking master's in it now. <laughs> no athletic training. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. But Still. but yeah, and so it's yeah, heavy. coaching is just it's so rewarding. Like that's why I do it for free because it's literally so rewarding and not honestly whatever the girls, you know, I was there. I know how they feel. I'm not trying to like kill them yeah impinge on them you know crazy but the the best thing's the parents because i've had trouble with parents before because you know they're not allowed at practice and so they only know what their daughter or son tells them like tells them or their skill level like they can't really see the other girl's skill level until a game or something and a lot of them think it's pay to play which is not the case. So you you don't because you pay a lot of money doesn't mean your child gets to play. Literally, I my mom has paid like thousands of dollars and sometimes I didn't play a game. Oh, she's like, like that's my money hard at work yeah, right there. Yeah. You're and like sitting so, on the bench you're like I'm having the time of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and like obviously I was hurt, you know, but I also wasn't like I was the youngest, so it kind of made sense that I didn't play, but whatever. But um you know, <laughs> not sorry about that at all or anything. But. Uh, but it's so rewarding when parents notice a, a difference in their child, you know, because it's not just you, you know, it's somebody else that is recognizing that. And I had a parent, a grandparent come up to me and she told me to never stop coaching. And I just wanted to cry <laughs> oh, just because no. like that, like that just made my life, you know, and, like, that's why I do it, you know? Like, I'll come into practice, like, with a good attitude and stuff, but um, say they some they do something. Like, they're just not trying or they just don't care that day. And I'm like, guys, honestly, if y'all don't care, I'm not going to care, okay? 
but I don't want to be like that. Yeah, because because then you you start seeing the yes. people in your past that yes. you're like, oh my god, I'm them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so I try really hard to like, okay, let's take a break. Let's go get some water. Get some water. Literally walk out the gym and come back. Like recenter yourself. And all right, l- let's let's have some fun. Let's play a little game, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. Does is it how? It, and we've been talking a lot about the people you're going to be coaching, but mm-hmm. you as a coach yourself, mm-hmm. there has to be. Um, there's going to be events that come to you mm-hmm. that are going to test you. Mm-hmm. You're going to get, you're going to get athletes that come your way and you're going to be like, Oh Lord, you sent me, he, you <laughs> sent me him or her my way for a reason. Yes. And I'm trying, <laughs> but he is testing yes. my patience. Yes. Yeah. Have you like in class in, in through your schooling, have you, have they kind of covered or taught you things that would be like, Hey, this is, these are, courses of action that you should take when this happens or do you already have kind of a plan of attack when you get somebody (laughs) that you go (laughs) I honestly I just pull them aside you know and like tell them what's up you know I'm just like hey like this is like my point of view and I just want you to know that like I want us to be on the same page, okay? Because you have a lot of parents that want their kids to be perfect and put so much peer pressure on their child to be perfect. And a lot of that leads to burnout in an athlete. And so they'll quit their sport. Yeah. And so I want I just want all of us to be on the same page. And if this is a really intense thing that you love that you want to put your all into that's good. I, I want to know that. But if this is just like a hang out with your friends, socialize, you want to get better, but you're not trying to be the greatest, you know, I want to know that. And I want to know, like, do you even want to play in the future? You know, like, I'll help you get better. I'll always help you get better. Mm-hmm. You know, but what is your goal? You know, and then talk to them about their goals and then be like, OK, well, these are the things you need to do to get those goals. What kind? How would yeah? How would you structure kind of a goal plan? Say so, say they give you a big goal, right? Mm-hmm. And you break it down to smaller goals. Yes. And it's a day by day thing. Mm-hmm. How do you? How would you keep them on that schedule? Because you you can talk you can talk mad shit. You can be like, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna start working out. I'm gonna eat good. Mm-hmm. And you can talk. I I've done this plenty of times. You can mm-hmm. talk all this shit. I'm gonna get a six pack. I'm gonna start competing. I'm gonna get my black belt. I'm gonna do all this. Blah blah blah. You know, mm-hmm. go off this own tangent. But if I don't take action within the next hour, yeah, or <laughs> within the next two minutes, that motivation is gone. Yeah. And so the the very first practice, I don't even know these girls, and I bring an index card and some pens, and I say, okay, write down your goal, write down your ultimate goal. Write down your season goal. Write down a personal goal, like you yourself want to achieve, and then write down a goal for today. And that's the very first thing I do. I don't even know their names, and I'm like, write down your goals, because that that's my goal is to get all their goals, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and you know what, goals can change. You know what, that's fine. 
goals can change, but <laughs> you do need. That Southern comes out every once in a while. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard a tang. There's twins in there. Uh, just, just, a, just a hint of it. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so write down your goals, make a day goal. They just like, like a to-do list, you know, like. Um, your ultimate goal should be, like, very specific, have a time, have some numbers in there, you know. Um, but, like, s- suicides or something, like, when when you're on the end line and then you run to the 10-foot uh, line and then back and then half court and then mm-hmm. back and those type of things. Like, I wanted them to do it in 25 minutes. I mean, 25 minutes, 25 like, seconds. Damn, they're going to walk that <laughs> shit. That's, that's 25 nothing. 25 seconds, 25 seconds. And so... Uh, that was my ultimate goal for them, for that specific drill. And so I was like, okay, well, what makes you quicker, faster, uh, in short spurts? And I'm like, okay, let's do a lot of, like, calf exercise. Let's do some jump rope. Let's do... Explosive yeah. exercises. Yeah, high intensity. And you must have learned a lot of that through actually going through ICU, too. Mm-hmm. Is that what a yeah. lot of the classes were? Just kind of how to build those muscle groups, how to build mm-hmm. more strength, more... Mm -hmm. Uh, sprint speed yep and so this whole class i'm taking right now it's called exercise assessment really hard really hard Mm -hmm. but um oh so let me go back to your how you said you weren't working out so the recommended for an average adult is to do eight to ten uh reps and two to three sets and then take a two to three minute in between each set so that is what the, yeah recommended two amount. to three minutes between each set mm-hmm and then only work three to f- only work out three to five days of the week any less or any more of that would be like inefficient you're overworking or you're not mm-hmm. working enough mm-hmm so that is the the peak damn optimum workout I'm killing it then <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my phone the entire time <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best. <laughs> yeah. A lot of drills I learned myself, like a lot of drills that we do. You picked up. I did when I played, but all this like meditation and like the mental aspect of it. Yeah. I've, I was never really taught mental stuff. Exactly. And ever. There's, there's so much evidence that proves it's beneficial. And there's so much studies out there that say you need to do this. But yet we don't do it. And so it could be lack of awareness. You know, like ICU has a sports psychologist. So you have to get a PhD to do that. And so it could be like availability. Um, It could be that, you know, back to what I learned is what I teach. And so a coach just doesn't believe in it. Or, you know. A coach that doesn't believe that your mentality has a big role to play is that's a, not a coach I want to have in my yeah. corner I mean they they probably think that it does they just don't know how to incorporate it yeah they and just they tell you be tough yeah be yeah. tough it's <laughs> a pretty broad term dude yeah. <laughs> yeah and so doing like little exercises every day you know is like so good for them and you know the sooner that you can do it and incorporate it into their athletic life it's going to help them so much more in the long run. Like, so much more. And not just in athletics. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I, I I, constantly go back just when I'm going through something rough. I'm like, oh, it, it can get way worse. Mm-hmm. It can get a lot worse. 
like coach coach can make us run more or yeah. we like we can be losing by like eight more goals mm-hmm. it, things can always get worse you know yeah. that's what i always take away so whenever i i think i'm going through something bad i just go uh i think we're fine right now we, it, we were good we're good it's changing that mentality of don't mess up don't mess up don't mess up you know like oh being embarrassed yeah doing something embarrassing oh my god that was like half the shit i was always scared about i didn't want to look dumb it's, in front yeah, of people literally and so you it changes from don't mess up to okay i feel confident that we're gonna get this you know like i trust my team you know because what happens a lot in volleyball is maybe soccer as well but you have one person that's really good and so they want to go for everything they want to be in everybody's space and it's like the last guy i had was actually talking about that he was like i was very no i wanted to be the guy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. shout out johnny he wanted he was the dude he was like hey pass me the ball and Mm -hmm. and a lot of his teammates kind of had some animosity towards him as he was saying Mm -hmm. and then i was like yeah no i'm pretty sure i would have been that teammate i would have been like damn fuck this guy yeah and so it like and that just brings down your team chemistry too. yeah and that just brings in teamwork where i'm like she has this job it she needs to get it done if she doesn't get it done then you're not in trouble you you didn't do anything they're in trouble you know like i don't i don't care if the ball drops and it's not your fault you know like i don't want you to be in the back row going to a ball that's in the front row you know like obviously i don't want the ball to drop at all but I want the person whose position it is to get it done, you know, mm-hmm. or else that's their fault. You know, it's not a whole team's fault. Know your role. Exactly. Yes. Whether whether you're on the court or field or on the bench, because if you're on the bench, that's a role. You know, it may not be like the best role. Obviously, you want to be on the court, but it's a role that is n- so necessary you know I, I always thought i had like a a big brother role on mm-hmm. the team mm-hmm. to the guys on the bench because the guys on the bench were always the younger kids mm-hmm. the ones that were barely coming up and then you would you would see them and you look at you like yeah yeah dude you're killing it out there yeah you'd go like if only they knew i wasn't good <laughs> <laughs> and then after every loss you'd go back to them and like they'd be like hey man you killed yeah, it you're yes, out there. Yes. awesome yeah and you guys fought hard and you're like <laughs> you're in your head you're like Ugh. i know it's like i let you all down yeah i'm so sorry yeah and it just made you want to try harder because when you came back and like mm-hmm. you won mm-hmm. and you they were so happy for you like dude you killed it you guys won yeah we won. they're like we won we won i was like no it's like yeah. Guys fucking yeah. Two for you guys. <laughs> yeah. And so my high school coach actually uh, asked me. He said, "Can you make a video for our senior night and like tell the girls, you know, just like good luck and hope you're doing good and stuff like that?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Like I don't think they'll remember me, but okay. <laughs> and he's like, "No, you're a legend. You're a legend." And I'm like, "You're a legend." I'm like. What? I like, didn't, go crazy. I'm like, don't. I didn't do it. Well, back home. Oh, back home. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was for this one. Penguins. <laughs> Penguins. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> Were you guys yellow and black? Uh, no, our school was blue. It was skyline colors, but oh. uh, just the penguins. My high school at we were the Panthers. Mm-hmm. The purple Panthers. Ah. Yeah, we were unique. <laughs> 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 Another way. After you've had a long season, mm-hmm. right, and you decompress, 
this is we're going to move away but another way that i like to meditate it's something that i've grown very fond of as soon as i got out of, high, out of college i had a cousin come up and he was like you want to go to rave so we went to a rave that's the oh. first time i ever went to that was my first like live concert i mm-hmm. went to right and the atmosphere of a rave <gasps> it's and i know this is something we share this is something we have in common right Chills. but everybody was so Nice. Everybody was so loving. Everybody just wanted you to have Where a good time. Where was your first rave? I went to Get Freaky mm. in Salt Lake. That's your first rave? Alice in Wonderland. Oh, my God. Alice in Wonderland and Zed's Dead. So. They were my first ones. Being from a city, there's always concerts, right? And We get it. Music festivals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway. We get it how we can over here, all right? That's, that's how I fell in love with like music and concerts and the atmosphere. First, I was really into boy bands. So we had a house of blues in uh, New Orleans and they had like a bunch of boy bands that I went to like Emblem 3. They were like on X Factor or something and like um, Andy Grammer and like- Andy Grammer? Yeah. I like Andy Grammer. I remember him. (laughs) And just like those little like weird things like Somo came and no, no one like huge but also pretty known. And so it's like this little tiny venue and everybody's just together in the the crowd. And like, I loved it compared to the Superdome arena where you're just like sitting in a seat and there's like thousands of people. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. That's fun. But you're like, well, all these people. Yeah. All of these people. Yeah. But being like in this tight little space, a lot of people think it's gross and sweaty and nasty, but. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. This is definitely sweaty. But and I think and... It, uh, it's so amazing, like just to have this atmosphere of people that share what you love. And it's just so amazing. But anyway, so back to the festivals. So they had Voodoo Music Festival and then they had Buku music festival are they house hard um, harder stuff Voodoo is like a bunch of different things so they'll have like florence and the machine but like oh. chance the rapper but like post malone but like head in the heart so it's like a bunch of different mm-hmm. stuff and then each state it was a bigger it was like in our city park so it was a bigger area and so each stage would be a thing and so its own genre kind yeah of, kind yeah. of like edc then mm-hmm. okay. yeah yeah and so Buku was a little bit smaller. You had to be 18 plus and they had like rap and then EDM and like a little bit of a small little house area. <laughs> you just, you start, you walk up the van, you know, you hear it. <laughs> literally, literally, ah! literally. You hear the cannon. <laughs> yeah. oh, you, you get excited. Yeah. You, you know what's about to go down. <laughs> you know what's about to happen. Break your fucking neck, bitch. Okay, okay. <laughs> just, God damn it, COVID. <laughs> oh, I was supposed to go to so many raves this year. Literally. Okay, <sighs> but, but city, so I was all around like city raves and mm. like city people. And let me tell you, them motherfuckers rude. Really? So rude. So rude. Like, if you're trying to be on the rail, mm-mm, they, they're guarding that, that shit. That is their space. Yeah, that they're is like, their space. I was here since 5 a.m. Like, <laughs> they weren't even open at 5 a.m., but okay. <laughs> let, me, let me just get a little bit of rail. Yeah, literally. And so, and then. You ever do the one where you grab hands with someone else and you just start headbanging with each other? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I met a girl from Hawaii. She's like, you ever done this? I was like, no, I've never done this. <laughs> She's like, well, let's fucking do it. And we just, we headbanged for like yeah. uh, 10 minutes of, an, uh, of a mm-hmm. boombox cartel set. 
never saw her again. Yeah, but you know. That was the beauty of it. You remember it. I do. I remember it. It was such a good time. I remember a very cool experience I had. I don't remember her name, but she gave me a cool <laughs> candy. candy. Mm-hmm. It says, no, this is Patrick, and mm-hmm. it has Patrick on it. Oh, my God. And she was she was stunning. She oh was my God. beautiful. The most beautiful woman I think I've ever seen. Oh she, like, And I just saw her walk, and I was like, hey, hi. You know? <laughs> I, I reached out to her, and I was like, I... I you can't, you know, because, you know, the music, you can barely hear each other. Yeah. And among other things. And then... Uh, I was like, you. I think you're like the prettiest girl I've ever seen. I just want to tell you that. And then I have to go on my own. She's like, I don't even know how I'm here. I've been like on a three-day bender. I, w- I woke up in the ER. What? I got drugged last night. What? Somebody gave me GHB. What? I was like, so you telling me that just made my night. Thank you very much. I was like, that's insane. I got to go because yeah. you just carry bad vibes with yeah. you everywhere you go. But... I gotta let you go, and then we did the the candy thing, mm-hmm. and then hugged hugged it out. Mm-hmm. She went her own way, and I went my own way. I still have that candy to this day. Yeah, Grace, one of the great. I've met so yeah. many cool people. Mm-hmm. I met. I don't. We just talk about people that we met at raves <laughs> now. <laughs> Do you have any like you that um, stick out? I had one. Uh, we went to Hangout Fest, which is in Gulf Shores, Alabama, and that's uh, kind of more like radio i would say radio type mm-hmm. but um in 2017 it was my first one and the whole reason why i got into edm was because of marshmallow he really was, marshmallow yes, got you into it he was like my first edm artist that i just like fell in. like i would listen to like the chain smokers you know and they were kind of poppy but that led me to listening to marshmallow mine was skrillex yeah and yeah obviously Skrillex and then ex- and then like just more kept coming like so you're a headbanger yeah like excision I mean I I prefer house and trance but uh, if I'm at a rave I want to go see you know I'm gonna break your fucking neck yeah yeah I've I'm learning to like it I'm learning to like some some headbanging like we watched we watched we went to EDC last year and we saw Excision mm-hmm. twelve it was, he played at twelve thirty on the main the main mm-hmm. stage oh my and you're tired yeah you're tired at 12 30 mm-hmm. but as soon as you hear the you're like here we go <laughs> and it just mm-hmm. it puts you into a, a yeah. fucking mood literally i you literally feel like out of your body like you you had the to- you had the speaker totally shake sober. you yes like oh. you're totally sober you got you're like so numb like, cause there's just so much adrenaline the going crowd. in you. There's just so much like serotonin and so much dopamine just everywhere, and it's just. <laughs> I heard some chick named Sarah died last night. Who serotonin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh. But you see some of the weirdest fucking people. At Literally. Yeah. You ever been to a res set? No. 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 Res fans are weird. Res in general, yeah, is is a. I've been to Lucy though. I've never been to Lucy. Aren't they dating? I don't know idea what the fuck Lucy is. It's Lucy with two eyes, but she's this little blonde girl. Oh, you know who died today? The, mm, mm, I don't want to know. I O. I don't know. No, I O it. You know I O. He was pretty uh, kind of an up and coming, but yeah, he died today. That sucks. R I P. Well, that blows. Anyways. Ravens are fun. Yes. <laughs> and as soon as that shit opens up, Get Funky is happening in May. 
Get funky. In Salt Lake. It's called okay. Get Funky. It's a house, and it's brand new. Yeah, what it's I a brand love, new we haven't had. I love. But, okay, well, anyway, my whole point was city, all I did was, like, go to city raves, and then I went to DOS, DOS Energy, and that was a life changer. Like, that was literally. It was fucking nice. It was literally life changing because, like, city raves, people are, like, so crowded and bunched up and trying to get to the front, you know, and then at DOS, the main stage was literally, like, so spaced out and everybody had their little space and everybody was doing their little toys you know like the all hula their light hoops up, or you got the fucking all the light up the gloves and the the balls the o, ob balls i don't know what they're called, I don't know what they're called either but yeah everybody and then i the whip oh my god i love the, the whip. whip's cool i yes, like the whip i love that and everybody's just so nice at very like, nice in like cu- not country but you know not a metropolis. Yes. Yeah. Is the word you're looking for. Yeah. Words you're looking for. Yeah. So I went to DOS and I was so excited to go to EDC because EDC is like on steroids of DOS. It's the Mecca. It is. It's the Mecca. I really want to go to like one of the country ones like Portugal or Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland would be sick. Yeah. I've seen. Oh. <laughs> it just costs money is the thing. So much Everything money. costs so much money. So much money. There's a. I, this isn't. I, just, I saw a dude like the clubs in Berlin. Mm-hmm. I figured that's if you want to go to clubs, go to Berlin. Really? There's this place you can go. It's 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 very exclusive to get into. It's mm-hmm. also disgusting, and I'm telling you, I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. <laughs> so there's there's three levels to this club, right? Uh-huh. And the the top level, pretty normal club. And then and then the, the the like the middle level and the top level is like techno hard techno the and the bottom level uh-huh. that's the place you don't want to go like everyone want to go they tell you like hey don't go down the, like uh-huh. the bottom level if you're not down for uh-huh. some like some weird shit uh-huh. right because it's a gay club okay and they go down there and guys <laughs> they sneak Tupperwares of shit in with them. Yeah, you you can tell where this is going to go, right? So it's all night, all night straight, guys down there with shit and piss. Why? <laughs> I don't know, because once you, like, that 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 level of party, uh. it, that's just, yeah. I was like, damn, people go hard. So whenever yeah. I go to DOS, I'm like, I'm so glad <laughs> that you this guys... Is- are the way you are. Yeah. And it makes you just appreciate it that much more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. No. <laughs> yeah, there's some sick fucks in this world. I'll tell you that. No. I'll tell you that right now. Jillian. Yes. Thank you very much for coming on to the Daily thank Time Ticket. I had a great me. time talking to you. We did an hour and a half. Sweet. I think that's a a good place to end it. Mm -hmm. So, customary, the very end of every single podcast, I like to give my microphone to the guests. And the guests can say whatever they want to say. Any last pieces of advice, any shout-outs, the mic is yours. Okay. Oh, like literally yours? Yeah, yeah, that was yours. Metaphorically. Yeah. Um, I just want to say that everything happens for a reason. So whether you know that reason or not, and whether you ever find out that reason you know it happened and you can learn from it and there's a reason why it happened so 
that's my my motto. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Give me some skin. Yeah. And we'll sign off. Love you, everybody. <laughs>